Welcome to the Discuss and Discuss podcast, where we'll talk about topics that creams our crop. Today, we'll be talking about The Last of Us, episode five. I'm Derek. This is Kevin. All right. Uh, are you excited for... I don't know if we can say the word technically. I'm sure we can. Are you excited for Super Bowl before we get started? Super Bowl. Um, you know, it's a Super Bowl. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think I'm too excited this year. I think it's because I'm so busy. I Once fantasy football was over, I just deleted <laughs> the apps and I like moved forward trying to focus on other goals and stuff. That way I don't have to obsess about football anymore freeing up more time you know um yeah you know it'd be exciting to win a square but overall it's kind of just like chill chill with the fam eat mm-hmm. <laughs> about yeah, it yeah i get I, i'm excited only because this is the first one in a long time where it's arguably and you know statistically it's the first team and you know, the number one team in the NFC, and then the first team and or the number one team in the AFC going against each other, right? And it, that's based off of their win loss ratio. But arguably, again, like the best this year, Philadelphia is at the top, Kansas City at the the top, and so I'm really excited to see it. You know, I got I got some bets going on and also playing the square. So who are you rooting for? Yeah. Um, I think Philadelphia because Casey's in our division. True. Right. Uh, they go against the Broncos and so on. It's like uh, as much as I like Mahomes <laughs> and Kelsey. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're pretty good. Um I think Philly will I don't know. Andy Reid's a good He's got a good team. They know how to game plan, you know, because I thought them versus Cincy would not be as close as it was. I thought Cincy was more dominating, more balanced in offense and defense. And then in the end, KC still want them, want them over, you know. So I feel yeah. like KC can still put up a fight versus Philly, even though I think most of their wideouts are hurt, right? Mahomes is a little limpy. They're okay now. Apparently, they're all healthy. So wow. I, they're top-notch. I'm guessing the extra week did them good. And then it'll be, in my opinion, battle of the defenses because Philadelphia has a really strong defense. And then Casey uh, is Compared to Kansas. <laughs> they got better. You know, like they're one of those teams, uh, defensive-wise, where like the beginning of the season, everyone was like, oh, gosh, like, their defense is, you know, whack or whatever. Like, it's it's not as good as it could be on paper. And then all of a sudden, end of the season, they just kind of click again. And then it's like, where was this all year? But For sure. Yeah, I, I think it's know. just we'll game see. planning, we'll you know? I think. Yeah, yeah. I think that because they know who their opponent is going to be, they have 17 weeks plus playoffs. That's a lot of film study, so... They, they get to kind of study a bit more, have more footage to um, pick out the nuances of the defense and offense. So I think Philly will win as well. Jalen Hurts, he's got legs, man. <laughs> yeah. 
can squat 600 pounds we all know <laughs> it's yeah i think cool. he can convert those downs if he can't hit his wide outs with his legs so i don't know it'd be it'd be pretty cool gonna be fun and uh speaking of big battles <laughs> big battles episode five was a doozy though i'm gonna put this i'm gonna get into this one really quick is that the flow of the episode to me was a little off somehow for some reason i didn't feel like how each scene took place it didn't feel like it flowed well like going from the scene where you know we get to know sam henry and sam a little bit more and like in the beginning they you know go backwards a little bit uh it, it's a flashback and then they slowly build their way to when they meet joel and ellie and then all of a sudden we get you know kathleen in the picture and she's doing her thing which is uh we talked about in the last episode she's kind of underwhelming but i kind of understand it a little bit more in this episode we can get into that but yeah i don't know like from beginning to the end it didn't feel like a very natural flow to the episode to me and i don't know i don't know if you think the same thing and i think i semi agree it's those transition scenes where we have to cut to kathleen for some reason and then come back to our main our main guys joel ellie henry and sam and i still don't feel like kathleen was that necessary like okay we may as well just get into kathleen right now it's we know that she needs to be part of this story because it's for henry <laughs> Yeah. It's for it's for Henry's um, motivation, which is he needed to save Sam from leukemia. And there was like that, I guess there's a drug that can help Sam overcome that. And But in order for him to get that drug from Fedra, he needed to uh, merc the, the leader of the resistance, which is Kathleen's brother, whom was a really good guy and respected. But even though we know that, Kathleen, oh man, I don't know if she filled that role, like that that position of, all right, I need vengeance, I need revenge. And that scene where she revisits her, her old room that she grew up in, I was like, I, don't, I still don't feel attached to her. <laughs> Yeah, that same scene too, like, you can kind of feel that there's, like, a weird connection between her and Perry. I 100% agree, though. Like, in that scene, it was hard to feel sympathy for her. And th that's actually the scene that made me realize, okay, she was thrusted into this role, essentially, because her brother was the leader. And he wasn't as ruthless, but when he, I believe Henry actually turned him over to Fedra, and then Fedra killed him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or something like that. We don't really get yeah. to know the details. But Either way, he he's gone. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, Kathleen is just like, yeah, I really miss my brother. He's, you know, so-and-so. And it's like, well, we kind of don't care. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. We, we don't know your brother. 
Maybe it's lackluster. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's lackluster of writing for her to to work with. Maybe there there wasn't enough background for her to to resonate with, to bring to her performance. And she was kind of like, you know, I'm here to work. I'm here to say lines, and this needs to happen. But yeah, it yeah. felt very surface level, I guess in in her character development or just character in general it's like well okay i guess she's here because she needs to be but whatever she's she's gone (laughs) (laughs) so i do like the parallels between her and her brother and then henry and sam that was a very nice touch i understand like this in this case it's her love for her brother versus his love for his brother and we get to see those kind of butt heads in this episode and that was really nice I, I do think that was a nice touch and i can understand the the writing direction there to prove that both of them will do anything for their sibling wow and because Kath, uh, be, yeah kathleen lost her brother and she's so stricken with grief grief that she's gonna go and get revenge and we see that yeah yeah and like and then henry also same thing right he did like something so terrible to an amazing man that everyone loved or his brother Hmm. just to finish out that thought (laughs) no no i like it that now that you mention it it was definitely a sibling love thing and i think maybe that was it that was missing from kathleen She's doing all this violence, making all these authoritarian commands. But yeah, if you want to revenge or avenge your brother whom you love, I think that was the part that was missing. I didn't sense that she loved her brother. It was more so like, it was almost like she, I don't know, more ruthless than that. It's like she needed it. She used her brother as an excuse to kind of just murk people. rather yeah. than i need to avenge my brother because i love him that much or like he was so wrongly taken away from me type of deal and maybe mm-hmm. i think that was what was missing in her the actress's work for the character maybe i don't know i'm just yeah. i'm just guessing it could be her it could be the writing either way like it was off. We didn't see it fleshed out enough, you know? That's probably it. If it was fleshed out more, if it was written out, make it yeah. three episodes instead of just two, <laughs> it probably would have landed better. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I, technically, I feel the same thing for Henry and Sam, but it's easier to sympathize with them. And and Kathleen has this weird leadership style too, right? Like, she yeah. is very nurturing, and she seems like almost a motherly figure. And then, but then she has that ruth this aspect to her that doesn't play off of each other well and i do think that's because of probably the actor i don't know still you know i think this is all to say like we're not a fan of kathleen (laughs) (laughs) part of me felt like it was kind of cool to have someone that has such like a a nice tone or like that figure of like you know that nurse healthcare type of worker feel part of me kind of likes that idea of that person being in a position of power and becoming merciless or whatever. I think it's just a shame that they kind of missed a mark here due to writing or whatever. 
but yeah, it's, you know, next time, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I even, think we, yeah. Even, uh, even when the way she went out, uh, when that tiny, like, kid, uh, infected, jumps kid. on her and starts, like, yeah. pounding her and then finally takes a bite out of her, even, like, the moment where she gets jumped by that infected, I didn't feel like, yeah, you deserved it. Or like, I just didn't feel anything, you know? It's a comparison is, uh, do you remember in Stranger Things where that blonde, I think her name is like Agatha or something like that, but she's like bullying Elle? Yes. And yeah. you just hate her so much. And then when Elle smacks her in the face with a rollerblade or roller skates, you're just like, yeah. She freaking deserved it. Deserved it. Yeah. But yeah. in this case, I Kathleen, I think it was just meh. No feelings. Yeah. Just just writing mm -hmm. needed to happen. I agree. <laughs> yeah. It was another. Uh, I, I do want to talk about one moment in the end since you brought it up because okay. it's another one of those scenes. A lot, of, a lot of shows have it, right? Where we see the protagonist get held at gunpoint. And it takes like four seconds and they might have a small monologue or something. Like if Kathleen really wanted to, she could have got up there to shot. You know what I mean? Like she didn't have to yeah. wait to be like, wait, hold your position there. And I'm going to say something really quick. And then that's, that's when like the, the little infected came by and I was like, you wasted your chance. You probably could hit one of them. <laughs> like, I don't know. For sure. I didn't even like. Just stop waiting. Yeah, there's, especially when you've played the games too, especially in Last of Us Part 2, where things just happen and you have to accept what happens. But Kathleen definitely could have just murked Sam and Hen Henry right there on the spot. They were surrounded behind that car. So it, it was like, Kathleen doesn't really need to say anything. Like, why? Yeah. Did she say a monologue? I don't even remember. Now it was when they were running away that she came up there and they all stopped and they looked at her and, they, and then she looked at them and I was like, dude, like if this were like the game, like she would still be shooting and then get attacked, you know? I would have liked to see her shoot a little bit, miss, because yeah. she's trying to kill him. Like that yeah. would show so much more motivation. Like she's willing to actually do it. Like wounded too. If, if she wounded yeah. Sam or Henry and then like she kind of comes up and before delivering the final blow it's like you understand i have to do this like <laughs> you killed my brother and that's what therefore... she says. Yeah. yeah she says something along those lines and yeah. yeah for sure that if they directed it in that way i think it would have been more impactful probably <laughs> oh well i agree yeah what do you think uh, of let's sam get into... and henry yeah i was just about to say oh, nice. <laughs> like <laughs> sam and henry uh they're i do like them so i think the actors were very well done the fact that and i don't remember this in the game uh, uh, hopefully you can clarify with me but two things first off is that sam went from 13 to eight years old so 13 in the game eight years yeah. old in, in the movie that was an interesting touch i don't know what the motivation was behind that it's not like it changed the dynamic necessarily I just thought that was like an interesting change 
to make yeah. him younger. Not just the younger aspect, I think, being um, a mute. So you needed to talk to him through ASL. And I think it was a combination of maybe they just found this kid that auditioned for the role and then they liked that he knew ASL and like, because the moment you see him, you feel so, it's kind of like a cheat. Like they, they used it to kind of pull at your heartstrings without clever writing or anything like that. You know, it's kind of cheating in a way. Mm -hmm. Maybe that was, the age thing wasn't intentional. It was just more like, oh, this kid, we really like this kid in this audition. And then boom, he got the part. And then now it's kind of like, all right, it doesn't really change the story much because Ellie, the whole point is Ellie um, befriends Sam and like they build this connection of friendship, gives us hope that Ellie's going to have a friend in the coming days to come in this apocalypse. And Joel can actually have like a partner again to fill that role that Tess left, you know? And yeah, it's the moment I saw him with the not being able to speak and he has that whiteboard or it's not a whiteboard but what is like that a writing pad or whatever it is yeah a writing pad i was like oh man i already they did this intentionally because <laughs> i know what happens in the game therefore i know what happens to <laughs> sam and henry but i think it was kind of like a cheat to to cast this person because it was like boom automatic heartstrings on a line <laughs> yeah i liked it i really did like it's a good touch you know good representation and brings a lot more life to the character as well as uh seeing the struggles that sam and henry have gone through when we first see them and they're you know moving out of the the attic henry goes to check to see if the coast is clear and he hears you know, gunshots and stuff he goes down and Sam's like, what's going on? What's going on? Like he can tell that something bad is happening because Henry is flustered. He's, he's on edge alert, but you know, that's the dynamic that we don't see a lot being represented is that, you know, for people who are impaired in some way, like for us, for example, like we wear glasses. So <laughs> I know in that situation, if I lose my glasses, I'm screwed, like for sure. I think about this all the time, like survival wise, I'm screwed if I lose my glasses, there's a break, but not being able to communicate properly, or not, I want to say properly, but not being able to communicate in certain ways is very difficult. It's a very difficult position to be in. Oh, yeah. I don't think he can hear either. Remember when the beginning part, he, they were sneaking into that apartment room where Joel and Elle were sleeping. And the glass, they step on it a little bit, but Henry had to, um, he used his arms to kind of like stop Sam from walking a little further. And then he signs him noisy. So I think that was the moment where it was like, oh, he can't hear or speak. So good call. Good call. Yeah. So that's, yeah, very scary because then now Henry has to take on that. Well, he already took on the role of like trying to protect his brother, but now it's more, more than that because it's like extra steps to account for so many things that can go wrong. Like if you can't hear yourself, you can't sneak and they're trying to run away, like not being able to sneak around 
threats would be detrimental. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just brings so much. It's another element of danger that, again, I liked. I, I wish they kind of fleshed out a little bit more. But Han Sam and Henry Wise, I like them. Like, you know, like their storyline and everything. I thought that was well done. I've, yeah. They just added more, but not. Well, okay, so Sam and Henry appear for a short period in the game, too. So, like, I'm realizing that the, sh the game is a lot shorter than we think. It's just long because you play those action sequences, fighting back and forth with raiders, sneaking up. But if you kind of just took out all of that and just cinematically paid attention to just the story beats... If they didn't include like Kathleen and the extra moments with Sam Henry and that one guy that was helping him, this episode would have been like 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's still cool. I thought the end where Sam showed Ellie the infected uh, bite on his shin was interesting because he didn't do that in the game we just find out the next morning that he turns when when it pretty much happens the same way in the in the show the next morning happens and then sam starts to jump on ellie trying to like eat her or attack her but when he showed her his wound i was like where are they going with this because like, do do they need, are they going to try and off him right now? Like, like would Ellie be like, yo, Joel, he's infected or something like that. But that didn't happen. It was just like a, I'm going to try and heal you moment where she takes a little bit of her blood and kind of like rubs on the wound. What did you think of that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I really, I like that moment. I have two things to say. So I really like that moment. It shows that. Ellie's blood is not so magical in the fact that you could just drink her blood and then you'll be instantly healed. That's a very nice touch. It's it's a good detail, attention to detail that something bigger has to happen with her blood and they're going to have to synthesize it, you know, form the the cure and stuff. So it's a lot more complicated than we suspect. The second thing is that they go to sleep Ellie wakes up and sees Sam sitting on the edge of the bed. That makes no sense to me because of how infected are in this show. Yeah. We see them when they turn, they're instantly ready to attack. And so, like, yeah. being in the same room with Ellie, like, Ellie probably was moving in her sleep or something like that. Like, it would have triggered something. You know, like, even let's say he turned 10 minutes before he would attack her right away. So like, that was sure. one moment too where I was like, <laughs> wow. What? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. Cause in the game that she, they sleep in like different rooms and yeah. it's that next morning. Cause then Henry and Joel were making breakfast or something. And then Ellie just woke up and she's like, Hey, what's up? Uh, oh, you're making breakfast. And then Henry's like, uh, oh yeah, Sam's still sleeping. Do you want to wake him up? And then when she opens that door to Sam's room, that's when she gets attacked, like immediately, you know? So 
That's a nice point that you brought up because why would Sam just sit there <laughs> and, huh? All right. And I, what I understand is that it's for the show itself, but what would translate really well, same thing in the moment where caffeine hesitated, if they brought aspects, you know, the, the immediacy yeah. aspects from the game to the show, that would have made it so much more intense because I feel like if Ellie heard like a creaking noise or whatever and woke up and looked over and then Sam started turning right then and there, she goes to check on him, right? Maybe he's tossing and turning and then he attacks her. You know, that would have been great. Same thing with Kathleen. If she was shooting while she was saying that line where she was like, this has to happen, you know, like while she's shooting, that would have felt way more impactful. So the moments of hesitation in the show is something that yeah. I don't feel like they hit the mark as well in terms of the feel of the game. Yeah, it's definitely not complimenting the scary, threatening level of the game where things do happen pretty fast paced so like huh i wonder if this is like an actual error that the filmmaker team just made and just missed it or they did it intentionally hoping that they were trying to say something else huh yeah something to think about <laughs> yeah it's, so. it's dropping down from a great show down to an good show <laughs> yeah i still think it's really good it's yeah it, the thing you, you i think you hit it it's just not a great show because it's like these small things and there's great attention to detail but there's also missing certain things it's just elements to me right like it's does <laughs> uh but there was a good scene where henry finally mentions the name clicker oh yeah before all this we don't have any mentioning of the names of certain types of infected. And we don't actually even hear like regular folks called infected. Actually, it technically gets changed to uh, what is it like the, the hive mind essentially. Oh yeah. But we finally hear the name clicker and that, that was a nice touch because uh, it didn't say it when, you know, like when they first ran into him, Tess and Joel know exactly what it is. They probably knew the name too, but it's never mentioned. And I was wondering if they were gonna talk about it, maybe. And so it's nice to hear the name of a clicker. Uh, you know, there's classifications here. They yeah. er everyone knows. I like that moment too, because basically what that writing for that scene was is giving us the audience confirmation of what to call these things. So Correct. I like yeah. that moment too. Yeah. Exactly what you said. So yeah, what did so you think? With the mentioning of that. Yeah. Oh, sorry, go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say, <laughs> with the mentioning of clicker, we got the monster clicker. I love that monster clicker. And I believe in the game, it's called a shambler. I don't know why. I think it's because it is just like it, it runs through walls and stuff and it shambles. <laughs> but is it shambler? That I was a bloater. Or is that a different one? Bloater are the ones that explode. Oh, okay. Yeah. Bloaters are the ones that explode, but shamblers are the big ass ones that are the Dude. tanks, you know. And uh, that loved, scene when all it. the infectious that was scary. That's scary. Yeah, I like that moment too. The moment they start swarming out of that hole, because in my head I was only picturing like one big dude, you know, because they kind of yeah. hinted in like trailers and stuff. 
but the the ground kind of collapses and i was expecting just that big shambler or whatever coming out and then it's like a boss battle between him and 20 of these guys with machine guns or whatever but we actually got extra and it was a swarm of those things and it was it was awesome because it was scary it was very world war z movie-esque you know when things are just flying at you and you don't really have time to react and i don't know if you noticed but when perry was talking to kathleen to like run or whatever and then he turns around and he faces the shambler he shoots like five bullets and he's out of rounds and then he just stands there (laughs) and the shambler (laughs) rips his head off in the background (laughs) i was like dang dude he's yeah it's i liked it and i I didn't (laughs) like it i like the part where shambler they're showing how ruthless the shambler is and powerful like strength wise to tear someone's head off that's crazy now the what i disliked is how we were mentioning before there's some writing errors or something because if you come on it's been 20 years in the apocalypse like if you run out of ammo you're not gonna stand there dude like run homie (laughs) yeah dude moments of hesitation that's like the biggest flaw in this show is like perry looks like a dude with experience yeah he's not just gonna get got not like that (laughs) exactly so i did see it for a second and at at one point like i looked away obviously i looked at kathleen and i saw someone run away from the shambler and i thought that was him i was like good good and then then you see him you know get torn to shreds and i was like hmm well all right (laughs) yeah it's like right (laughs) But we spent background yeah. story on you guys. Couldn't you like yeah. be more make them look cool? Less NPC and a little more supporting character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I have a note here that said, why didn't they run faster? And I think that's that goes for everyone. Yeah. Like uh, like our our protagonists, like the group could have kept running. They got each other, they 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 huddled together and then they freaking watch the whole thing they're like oh my god this thing is crazy whatever but again knowing joel he would have been like this is not the time for this we gotta book it right not only are they infected but these people are also after after us so like you mentioned small error like that i think could have just propelled the the intensity a lot further is just them running kathleen's chasing them right it has to be an action oh my gosh yep that scene when she she catches up to Ellie, Henry, and Sam holds them at gunpoint before she gets got by that young infected, and she like is that hesitation again, and she repeats what she said earlier, where it's like, "You don't understand. I have to do this or something like that." And it's like, "Oh my gosh, it's do it, yeah, <laughs> do it." The, I think okay, so if we were to somehow make that moment justifiable, we would need Kathleen to be a sympathetic, empathic person that, that doesn't want to kill. She only does it if she has to. But we don't have that as as an audience. They didn't give us a scene that was like, she's, she's not a threatening person. They didn't give us that. Therefore, there shouldn't be hesitation here. And, whew. Now that we talked about it, I feel like the episode kind of takes a step oh. down. <laughs> <laughs> like dissecting it, it just 
great moments. There's there's great moments. There aren't so great moments, and there's just a lot of death in every episode. That's my next thing I want to talk about because it seems every episode really wants to dive into the fact that one love is dangerous, and because of that love, Kathleen, for for this example in this episode, killed all of those soldiers because they went after one person who. Uh, admittedly killed her brother but literally what was it It it's probably like 25 dudes like probably their best soldiers Mm -hmm. going after this one guy and they all get destroyed by the swarm the swarm and then like she dies as well everyone just dies and it's just kind of sad and i hope the formula doesn't get too old because every episode so far, we've had a death, a significant death. And so it, that's, I understand it's like the feel of the show and stuff, but I hope it doesn't get old because we're going to expect people to die now. You know what I mean? And not, not, I'm talking about like supporting characters either. I'm talking, oh, I guess I'm not talking about like just random people, but main supporting characters. So that's why it's kind of tough for me because I'm like, oh man, like, there's a a significant death in every episode. I hope it doesn't get old. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Especially if they're going to spend so much time kind of doing that rewind moment in the beginning of the episode, bringing us back to the present. And it's like, cool, we spend time with these, extra time with these characters to see what they're up to before we hit the present moment. But I think those extra scenes aren't helpful in helping us care about these people before they get offed, you know? It's it's kind of like a quicker version of, you know how Stranger Things, they we spend a whole season with these characters before they they get got. And I don't know if, I mean, the show, The Last of Us, doesn't really allow us that type of time to be like, we're going to spend a whole season with this person and then they're going to get got. It's that's to do it so quick pace, but like those moments of them escaping, they're, they're so limited in writing, trying to like, all right, how do we get our audience to love this person to, to have hope for them before, before they, or before we take it away from them, you know, it's yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I, it is formulaic right now <laughs> in introducing a character and then offing them immediately at the end. So. Yeah. I'm nervous. I really am. And the way Sam and Henry end it too. Let's, let's talk about that. At, at oh, the yeah. end. What do you think of how Henry handled the situation? I... Like, I always replay this scene in my head from the video games because it is that big moment of, like, Henry spent so much protecting Sam. And I liked it in this version uh, because we got that moment of motivation for, for Henry. He's like, I went to this length to keep my brother from dying. So for we, for us, the audience, to see Henry witness his little brother no longer being able to to protect him because he churned 
he failed as a brother. He failed as like a protector. But not just that. He said it himself that he's not really a killer. So he wants to be a good person. But he had to make that Fedra trade-off to save his brother. And in a way, he did kill the leader of the resistance. But in this moment, it's like he lost everything. Like he, he lost his justified reason to kill a man kill a man that he respected too the that resistance dude so i i like that he he's a reasonable person he needed to kill his infected brother because we don't like there's nothing else you can do you can't hold him off and wait for a cure that's not the situation and then after he offs his brother it's like he doesn't have a reason to live anymore because his whole reason for living was to protect his brother, to, to keep him alive and have that other person. But once that's gone, he don't got a reason anymore. Yeah, like, same thing. I thought that was a really good choice to make. The, the situation was dire. And Henry had to make a decision. And this is what I'm talking about. This is a good moment where there was slight hesitation. However, that was only towards Joel. And then instantly we get a bang. And then there's the hesitation of like, oh my God, like, I can't believe he did that. And he did it so fast to protect Ellie also, right? So they have yeah. that kind of bond. And the moment where you can feel it sink into him, not only does he feel guilty about killing, he killed his brother, like you mentioned. Yeah, exactly. He, there's no reason anymore. And, you know, just off you know blows his brains out in front of ellie and like the the dreariness is just incredibly sad and you know we we then see them bury the two and ellie puts the writing pad down saying i'm sorry now now things are starting to pick up a little bit in terms of where the situation is going to go we know we have an idea of how it might end and I like that this might be an added motivation factor for her in her decision and in, in what she's going to do in the end. And I'm very curious to see if this will be brought up then as well. But this made it, it's me, actually, this is more well done in the show than it is in the game that Sam's death actually impacted Ellie. I agree. Yeah, because it's that extra time with Henry and Sam that we get that really makes this this ending pay off. It's just sad that they needed Kathleen to kind of help with that storytelling, but <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah. it sucks for Kathleen as a character because we understand that she needs to exist for Henry and Sam, but like I feel like that that role itself got shafted <laughs> in writing. But mm -hmm. it's it's just a really sad moment. It's a tragic moment in the game and it's it's like a big heart dropping moment and you're just like dang you don't even know how to feel right now cuz you cuz they're really cool you know like you want them to interact with Joel and Ellie longer to be like they're a team now they they're kind of like expanding they can kind of finish this mission of getting Ellie to that place but it doesn't happen and you kind of feel empty once it once it's all said and done I 
100% agree. Um, anything else you want to touch on for the episode? Oof, not really. I'm just, I'm trying to guess what's going to happen in the next episode. And I think, I think we're going to get some Ellie action, some, some snow, maybe. <laughs> I don't want to say oh. too much. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I like that little teaser. So with that said, I, the episode, I think we'll end it here. Um, thanks as always for listening. This has been the last of us episode five follow us for more content, but uh, I'm Derek. I've been Kevin. We'll see you next time. <laughs> see you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>